0: Welcome to the HR Empowerment Podcast, where we will uncover strategies and new insights from HR professionals who discuss up-to-date regulations, best practices, and the most pressing topics like diversity and equity, leadership, dealing with difficult situations, and much more that affect your bottom line and business. Thanks for joining us. Hey everybody. Welcome back. It's Wendy Sellers, the HR lady. We are here talking about peer support training for mental health, specifically at work. We have Juliet Maskers, who is the CEO and co-founder of Moth, M-O-T-H. Her company aims to help others prioritize mental health on an equivalent level to physical health.
1: So, so important. Thanks for joining us, Juliet. Thank you so much for having me. Really appreciate it and such an important conversation. Hey, we
0: talked about this a little bit, but I really want to talk a little bit more even about, you know, understand the difference between crisis um, and mental health during a crisis, a mental health during, uh, you know, normal times, and even any kind of warning signs that you can enlighten our listeners on so they can say, you know what, I really do need to go take that bystander training.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So as I've mentioned in um, in, in previous episodes, Part of what we do in our mental health intervention training course is we talk about that spectrum of mental wellness. So telling the difference between someone who's having a normal day-to-day stress and anxiety, struggling with their mental health, or being in a state of crisis. And the way that you can really differentiate is based off of signs and symptoms. And the way to be able to notice if someone has a diagnosable mental illness or if they are in a state of crisis is by gauging the impact that their symptoms are having on their daily life. And signs and symptoms are very important. Signs are uh, what a bystander can observe and symptoms is what an individual actually experiences. And so, you know, noticing those signs, um, learning what signs are uh, important to look out for and also having conversations so people have the opportunity to share their feelings. Very, very important. When we're thinking about depression and anxiety, um, again, two of the most common mental illnesses and all mental illnesses include symptoms of depression and anxiety, we want to especially look out for worthlessness and hopelessness. So some symptoms of depression might be, um, you know, having fatigue, social isolation, um, sleeping too late or too little, um, but when we want to see if someone's in a state of crisis, we, we want to gauge the uh, um, hopelessness and worthlessness of this person. So if this person mentions that they feel like there's no hope for the future, you know, Someone suggests applying for the promotion. Oh, it, it doesn't even matter. There's no point of me applying for something in the future. Um, or someone says, I don't feel like I have a purpose here. I, I feel like I add nothing to the equation. I don't have a reason to be here on Earth. These are major warning signs that someone is in a state of crisis. And That state of crisis might just be that they're at the point where um, their mental illness is starting to take over, uh, or it might mean that they're starting to experience suicidal ideation. And when it comes to suicide, we have to learn the warning signs. And I didn't recognize the warning signs in my friends when I was younger. And looking back after they took their life, the signs were so obvious, um, but that's why we need to be able to recognize them. So some of those warning signs that we might see is if someone is totally withdrawing from society. Um, so there's typically an active person. They like to go to parties. They like to come into the office and they're not showing up. They're not posting on social media. Um, If someone who's typically active on social media deletes their accounts or deletes all of their pictures, that's something to look out for. Um, If they're posting about death or dying, that's something to look out for. Um, One of the biggest warning signs of suicide is someone giving away prized possessions that have a close connection to their identity. So if you have a coworker or an employee that you know, plays the guitar, and they love the guitar, and they're in a band on the side of work, or or maybe that's their main profession. Um, and you work in the music industry, and all of a sudden, they're not selling their guitars, but they're donating them; they're giving them all away. Um, if someone has a cat or a dog that you know that they love and cherish, and all of a sudden they're asking a coworker if they'd be willing to take them from them, that is a major warning sign. Um, we also want to pay attention to increased alcohol use, increased drug and substance misuse. Um, these are all definitely warning signs that we uh, we need to pay attention to. Wow.
0: Yeah, they're pretty profound right there. JC, you have anything to add? Uh, yeah, personally, I just immediately started thinking about the majority of people I know that work in HR and then started to correlate that to the alcohol problem. I guess there's a th- fine line there that we got to look into, though story for another time in 2021 5.5 percent of u.s adults experienced serious mental illness that believe it or not ladies and gentlemen represents one in 20 adults back to you yeah I, i definitely think it's much higher just as Juliet was just talking about uh giving things away or looking to take care of your pet it Something happened in, in my personal life, um, that I observed that exact sign, um, oh. just recently and we, we did step in. And so I, I, hope, hope that's the end of that, um, you know, and that it, it, that person's getting help, but it is, it's so easy to just brush these things off because we're busy. Everybody's busy. Everybody has their own stress and stress is, is super high these days and probably the highest and it's ever, Ben, and I don't see that going away. Um, I do think, and Juliet, I want to know your opinion on this. You know, since the, um, I hate to even say the end of the pandemic, but since, you know, COVID, the big part of it, it has gone away, I think a lot of people during the COVID pandemic and then after are saying, nope, I'm not going back to that stressful life again because I've already been through that and it's not worth it. And so you know what are your thoughts on that is is society changing for the better or the worse because of recognition of mental health issues um you know what can we continue to do just as humans never mind as professionals to help other people including obviously signing up for your course and maybe following you online
1: Yeah absolutely so um, if, if anybody is interested in, in you know, learning self-help tips or following our journey as a company to uh, mandate mental health education and training in different states around the country, they can follow us at Health on Instagram. Um, but that leads me to one of the points I was going to make, which is that we are seeing that society as a whole is being becoming more accepting about mental health issues, uh, more encouraging. And the stigma is dying down a bit. Um, but at the same time, we need systematic change, just like when it comes to anything um, in the world, any of the issues that we're facing. We need the government to step in. And so we actually wrote a bill to mandate the, uh, and, and require mental health training for corporate companies with five or more employees in the state of California and the state of New York. So we're working on building a coalition behind that. So if that's something that you are interested in getting involved in, you can DM us on Instagram. Um, But I just want to say that we need to support one another right now in society, because there's a lot going on as much as the pandemic has passed. There's also a lot going on with global warming. There's wars going on in the world. There's a lot of stress, a lot of anxiety. Um, And like you said, Wendy, it's so easy when we're so busy to say, I I really wish I could help them, but I feel like, you know, I don't know what to do or so I'm not going to get involved. I'm not going to try or I'm so busy. um, I'm sure someone else will help them. It's kind of one of the problems that we face is we always assume that if we don't do it, someone else will. Mm -hmm. And that is just not a fact. Uh, there's a lot of us out there and there's a very small percentage of us who are intervening um, when it comes to mental health concerns. And, and that's a combination of being scared um, and not knowing what to do. And also just kind of, you know, having moments where we have selfish, selfishness and we have to set those boundaries. We have to be able to understand when we can help someone when we can't. And again, that's something that we'll discuss in the course, but when in doubt, show compassion, show love, even if it's just as much as reaching out to someone and saying, hi, haven't heard from you in a while, wanted to check in, let me know if you want to get coffee or catch up. Um, you know, that'll make the world of difference to someone.
0: Yeah, sometimes all it takes is a text message, right? It doesn't even need to be a phone call or a coffee. It could just be a text message thinking of you, um, maybe sending them something funny, letting them know that uh, they mean something to you because they may have been you know, having a end of life decision there and your, and your text stops them. So I, I think it's what you're doing is so vital. Mental health intervention training is vital, just like your website says, it's like CPR, but for mental health. And so thank you for being the voice, uh, you know, for all of us here. And thanks to our listeners as well for joining us today and listening to our uh, episode five of our five-part series on peer support training for mental health. Don't make an excuse to not do it. We hope this information has been helpful. Thanks for joining us and take care, everyone. Thank you for joining the HR Empowerment Podcast brought to you by Aurora Training Advantage. We hope you've gained new insight and strategies to navigate the HR profession. We look forward to you joining us again on the HR Empowerment Podcast.